What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Dram. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode 14. And as you can tell, I got a big old smile on my face because I have completed a project that I've been working on for a a, a while now, probably for like a solid month, I've been planning and seeing how it's all going to work out. But I pro- I finally got a somewhat proper uh, podcast room slash whiskey room slash studio set up where I can uh, record a lot of different things that I uh, that I take part in, and I can do it comfortably in a room that I that I like to be in and everything. So very happy. And it's uh it's awesome. I love it. But anyways, welcome again, episode fourteen. Um, happy you guys are joining. Uh, if you're not following me on Instagram at Who Gives a Dram, follow me there. Check out the Grapevine Media www.thegrapevinemedia.com. Who also presents this podcast. Got to say that too. Um, but anyways, I'm your host Connor, and today we are gonna be. Talking some whiskey, talking some stuff, talking some... Who knows, man? I got a few notes of stuff I want to talk about. Uh, it's kind of weird having this mic on this boom arm like this, but let me tell you what, it's so much more convenient just to be able to sit down and talk and use my hands and not have to lean over to a mic or something. This shit's right in my face, and it's not going anywhere, so it's awesome. Um, but we're drinking Johnny Walker Black today. That's what we're doing. I'm going to pour a little bit. No cork pock because it's a... Screw top. And let me tell you what, Johnny Walker Black is such a classic whiskey. It's actually the scotch that got me into scotches. My brother liked Johnny Walker Black uh, first before me, and he kind of got me into it. So we're going to review it today. We're going to review it on the podcast. I'm going to drink some Johnny Walker Black with you guys while I'm talking. But um, I hope everyone had a good week because it got it we got hammered with snow in the northeast this week and it was brutal it was brutal we had a a storm on last monday that was like eight inches then we got a storm on super bowl sunday that was a bit uh probably like four to five inches uh we got more snow later in the week it's just a lot of snow um coming down but I guess it's February. It's the worst month of the year, so it makes sense that we're gonna get hammered with snow uh, during the worst month. Um, but regardless, I uh, don't have to shovel because I got an apartment, and I don't need to do that. One of the benefits of renting, you don't have to do any of that work. But I still went over to my parents' house and helped them out where I could. Um, one of the things I like doing when it snows, and I don't know if this is weird or not but i i like driving in the snow does anyone else like doing that i love to drive now seeing i i have a truck and i can put it into four wheel high and and kind of plow through a lot of different terrain so it's i'm I'm not too nervous going out obviously if you have a little shitbox car i wouldn't recommend driving in the snow but for me right when the sun goes down and you know that the streets are plowed for the most part, um, or they're at least been plowed earlier in the day. It's it's nice to go out and kind of see how everything is. And that's what I like to do. So that's what I did with our first large snowstorm of the year last week. Um, 
went out went out went to see how the roads were and i tell you what man it's just calming to me to drive in the snow go down the back roads and experience the uh the new england snowstorm it's awesome there's nothing better drink a little whiskey while you're driving no don't do that don't do that that's a joke um yeah so we've been getting hit with a lot of snow and I personally I personally enjoy snow up until like March because it's just, you know, not everywhere gets snow. Um and it's 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 just calming. I don't I don't know what it is. It's it's calming. It's very it's very nice. It's very nice. Snow is very if there's one thing you take away from this podcast today is snow is very nice. Snow is very nice. But uh we had a, a few big things happen uh since our last podcast want to quickly hit on WandaVision. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much, but you can check out my other podcast called Life in the Basement at LITB Podcast on Instagram. Me and my brother and our buddy Matt uh, from the TMD Podcast break down the entire episode. It was bonkers, man. If you haven't watched it, I'm sorry, but I'm going to give you a spoiler warning right now because I'm about to spoil the entire episode for you. Um, They brought back Quicksilver. And it wasn't just any Quicksilver. It wasn't the Avengers Quicksilver. It was Evan Peters' X-Men Quicksilver. So that is crazy. That confirms the the multiverse is happening. That confirms X-Men are coming. Um, my brother has a theory that in uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that Disney Plus series that Wolverine's going to be coming and because the cities are connected or something like that. I don't know. All I know is that I'm pumped. I'm hooked. I was hooked since episode... Since really, I loved the first two episodes. But since episode three, I've been hooked. And I cannot wait to see what Marvel does with that. So bravo, Marvel. Uh, Marvel. What a great show. What a great... just Man, to see an X-Men character in a Marvel show or any type of Marvel content is just crazy. So... Uh, Man, that was that was awesome. The 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 both Quicksilver scenes from both X Men movies from Days of Future Past and from Apocalypse are two of the best superhero scenes. I personally like the one from Days of Future Past a little bit better, just because it was the first one and they were in a tight you know tight quarters in a tight room, and I just I really like the music with it. But um, having sweet dreams. Uh, for the music in the second one, man, this is very cool. It's, it's a, uh, I love those scenes. So to see, to see Evan Peters Quicksilver in WandaVision was fucking awesome. And I think that they're going to continue to bring the X-Men in, um, slowly but surely. And then we get the X-Men and Avengers together at some point. It's going to be awesome. Um, uh, there's a football game that happened this weekend. Also, that football game was the Super Bowl. And I want to quickly talk about the Super Bowl. Let's take a, a sip of whiskey first, though. Um, again, I'm going to review it. I've already got what my notes are that I, re- I wrote down before, but I'm going to add to them with the uh, with the Johnny Walker Black. Again, just a classic scotch, but I'm going to take a little sip. The good thing about the arm, too, is that if you're watching the video podcast you just saw, I can pull the mic away from my face so you don't hear me sniffing and swallowing. I think that's pretty gross. But anyways, the Super Bowl. 
Tom Brady. He's got to be the greatest of all time now, right? Is anyone arguing? Is anyone arguing the fact that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time? And if you are, what you doing? Because seven Super Bowls in 10 appearances. I mean, I don't know if I've gone seven for 10 in anything in my life. Well, that's not true. I was the captain of the undefeated Mystic Middle School basketball team, along with my buddies Jackson and Jack. The three of us were the captains, and we went undefeated. Best team, best middle school team in southeastern Connecticut. So just a humble brag there. Nothing, I mean, don't get me wrong. That was the last time I ever played uh, organized basketball, so I went out on top. You got to go out on top. And Brady, I thought Brady was going to go on top. I thought he might retire after. If he won the Super Bowl, especially... I mean, what were the odds that he was going to win the Super Bowl and also the Super Bowl MVP? He should have just went out on top, I think. I mean, he's got he's not that type of competitor. I think he wants to win more. I think he sees the potential in the Bucs. Uh, their defense, though. The Bucks defense, they should have gotten the MVP trophy because to hold the Chiefs to zero touchdowns in a Super Bowl is, like, I can't even imagine how... I can't. I, I didn't think that was possible. The Chiefs are so talented, and the Chiefs are so good that I thought it would be a high-scoring game. Even though the Bucks' uh, defense is really good, one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. The the fact that the defense really won that game for the Bucks. The defense were the MVPs, but I'm not mad at Tom Brady getting MVP. I mean, he's Tom Brady. Threw for three touchdowns, I think. Three touchdowns. Probably 200-something yards. I don't have the stats up, and I'm not going to go get the stats because I don't care that much. But it was nice to see Tom Brady win. That's coming from a New York Giants fan as well. Yes, I'm a Giants fan. I've liked the Giants since I was a kid. My mom liked the Giants. My grandfather liked the Giants. So I've liked the Giants forever. And uh, But I have nothing but respect, and I actually love Tom Brady. I think, I think he's great. So um, it was awesome to watch that. It was awesome to to watch how good Patrick Mahomes is under pressure as well because he was under pressure all game. And when he made that throw where he was falling down and he was essentially sidearm like half of the Asian pitchers in the MLB, you know how they like come down and their knuckles scrape the ground? I feel like that's all Asian pitchers in the MLB that do that. Randy Johnson kind of had a weird sidearm motion as well, but that's that's the unit. That's Randy Johnson. If if you're coming up against a pitcher and he's you know he's from China and he's throwing the baseball from the ground and his knuckles are scraping, you're not getting hit. Unless you're like Miguel Tejada or Hideki Matsui. <laughs> I don't know why those two names just came to the top of my head, but if you enjoy baseball, you'll appreciate those two names, Miguel Tejada and Hideki Matsui. Um, but when Patrick Mahomes made that throw, wow, that was, that was so impressive. And one of the most athletic things I've seen a quarterback do in a long time. Um, and don't forget I'm 24. So I've seen a lot of football. I've seen 24 years worth of football. I remember every play. I, I always enjoy watching the Super Bowl cause we watch, we, uh, what we watch. We watched the Super Bowl, obviously. The halftime show, meh, didn't really care about it. I thought I thought it went fine. I thought I, I like that. I do like that song from the weekend, though. Um, 
I don't know what it's called. The the one about the lights. The one that he did last on the Super Bowl show, on the Super Bowl halftime show. I do enjoy that song. I think that song bumps. But all of all of his other songs I think are fine. I I thought it was good. I didn't I didn't hate it. The uh who stole the show in the beginning? Oh, it was the uh um the translator, the the hand signal translator for the Amazing Grace and not Amazing Grace, whatever the song they play is before the national anthem. For that and the national anthem, I think his name was Wawa, and he was you just saw him busting moves and and singing the song with his hands. Wow, like uh, Eric Church and the other chick were singing, and then the other girl was singing the other song. I mean, you just saw Wawa in the back just breaking it down. That was one of the best parts of the Super Bowl. This the halftime show was fine. Um, there weren't really any memorable commercials. I think there were one or two that I laughed pretty hard, but um, the Super Bowl is such a spectacle. I mean, you think that 100 million people are watching that at the same time? How much money that's generating? $5 million for a 30-second ad. I was thinking about taking out a loan and putting a Who Gives a Dram ad into the Super Bowl. That's going to be my goal for next year. Somebody donate to Who Gives a Dram enough money Oh, wait, well, two things. Enough money where I can go buy new whiskeys because I'm starting to run out, and I don't want to be buying whiskey every week. Um, So send me some money to buy whiskey. Send me money to buy whiskey. Also, send me money so I can put out a 30-second ad in the Super Bowl next year. $5 million. I know someone who listens to Who Gives a Dram has all the money. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know what country you're in, but there's got to be someone who has all the money just... I got a uh, support the show page. It's called like buy me a coffee or something. I have barely been on it. No one's no one's giving me money yet, but um, just donate through there. I think you like a dollar's a a, co- a coffee equals a dollar or something. Just buy me five million coffees. Oh, go! I if so honestly, if that actually happened, I would for real, legit, a hundred percent put a ad into the Super Bowl. I would I would a hundred percent do it. I feel like I'd get my money back very quickly. Um, based on the amount of people that see it and the fact that I'm the best podcaster. No, no, can't go that far. Can't go that far. Um, but yeah, I love this. I'm all over the place right now because it's just been a day and I'm tired. But this podcast star, man, if you're watching the video podcast, this thing is awesome. I feel like I'm like free to talk and I can move and I can I feel like if I were to get into a tussle right now, I could just quickly like, you know, just fire off a left or something like that, like Conor McGregor. Um, I do have a Conor McGregor print right there. I'm pointing to my right, camera left, and I have my Arthur Shelby Simone and a cigar painting right to my left, camera right. And I got my Irish flag behind me and my whiskey sign that I got from a, a, a really cool store in Mystic called Trove. Um, I, uh, I know the owner of that spot. I've talked to him a few times. He's a really good guy. And um, I, my parents got this for me for Christmas. So I've been wanting it. There's one that says bourbon that I'm going to get as well. But it's very cool. So um, I'm glad that the podcast room is coming along. And I've got to my right, I've got my whole new whiskey cabinet. I'm not just sitting on a, like an old dresser anymore. I've got a legit cabinet that I'm going to do. It actually doesn't really need a whole lot of work. But it's, uh, I want to put some lights in it. And I want to fill it up with as much whiskey as I can. So if you want to send me whiskey... Who gives a dram on Instagram? Hit me up. Uh, but let's get into this to, to this scotch. Uh, 
what did, oh, I was drinking uh, Talisker Storm during the Super Bowl, and I really, really enjoyed Talisker Storm. And I think that's like kind of triggered something in me to review another scotch because it's been a few weeks. I did Wee Beastie. I think that was the last scotch I did. I did Monkey Shoulder, and then I did Wee Beastie. And then it was Whiskey with Kin number one with Sazerac Rye. And then I've been doing Buffalo Trace since then. I've been doing all Buffalo Trace products for the most part. So I'm glad to be getting back with another scotch. Today's scotch, Johnny Walker Black. Um, Johnny Walker Black is is like the Jack Daniels of scotch, essentially. I, I mean, it's about as popular of a scotch as there is. It's one of the most universally recognized symbols in the whiskey game. I love the little guy. I love their little their little uh, symbol. I think it's awesome. I love I loved I've always loved Johnny Walker uh, Johnny Walker bottles, and I love the fact that they go like red, black, green, blue, all that stuff. But anyways, it's a blended Scotch aged twelve years. It's eighty proof, um, so it's forty percent alcohol, which is, I mean, that's about as low as you're gonna get for a whiskey. So, from there's not a lot of bite to it. There's not a lot of overpowering uh, alcohol-type flavors to it, but that doesn't mean it's not good, as we will find out. Um, this bottle typically retails, at least around May, between 40 and 50 bucks. I've seen it mostly for around 50 bucks, and I don't know why that is. I remember seeing it for much cheaper before, but at least in Connecticut, it's right around 50 bucks from what I can... Um, from what I've seen, but every store has it. It's always a store will always have Johnny Walker Black, which makes it, uh, which does affect the score for me because if it's easily accessible, I mean you never have to worry about running out. Especially if you're looking for a good daily scotch or a good entry scotch, gateway scotch to other maybe smokier aisle scotches or Islay scotches. I don't even know how to say it. I say aisle, but maybe aisle and Islay are two different things. I don't know. I'm not a scotch expert. Um. But anyways, what else do I got in my notes here? It's blended with 40 different single malts. That is something I read on Twitter. So I don't know if it's true, but with me, I'm not going to do a lot of research. So I'm going to assume it's true. It makes sense. They On their website, they market it as pulling from blends or from malts from the four corners of Scotland. So 40... 40 blends seems about right. Um, but let's see. We're going to go into the we're going to go into the nosing, the sniffing and the tasting. So, let's get right into it. Um, again, I can pull the mic away so you don't have to listen to me uh, sniffing. So, let's go. Let's do the sniff test. Yeah. When I first started drinking Johnny Walker Black, I remember it being, maybe it's just because I was naive and I hadn't drank a lot of whiskey, but I remember it being very smoky, and I don't get that anymore. I actually get quite the opposite. I get a lot of sweetness, uh, some some fruit and, and floral notes to it, very, very light smoke, um, more peat than smoke. For Johnny, for something being called Johnny Walker Black, you would think smoky and earthy and dirt and and smog and and dip spit. <laughs> you would just think 
like something that you would just like skin a tree and liquefy it and that's what you're drinking but no it's actually very very nice on the nose it's only 40 percent, so it's nothing overpowering but the main thing i get is some fruity vanilla sweetness but lingering in the back is that peat and that in that smoke which makes it johnny walker which, which makes it johnny walker black johnny walker black i like it I like it a lot. So I know I already took a sip with you guys, but um, this is the time we're going to actually taste it to actually think about it and think about what we're tasting. So as always, cheers to another episode. Cheers to another dram. Oh, that's good. That's very good. I forgot to pull the mic away, so sorry if you if you heard me if you heard me drink it. But yeah. That's so good. That is so good. I've always loved Johnny Walker Black because especially now that I've I've been drinking more consistently some very heavy peaty smoky whiskeys um this is a this is a walk in the park. Uh, it's nothing again, it's only it's only 80 proof, so it's nothing overpowering, but it's got the perfect amount of every flavor it's trying to portray. Again, I get a lot of candy, butterscotch, vanilla notes to it. A bit, it's a bit heavier on the palate than it is on the nose. Um, again, and I, 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 I prefer higher proof bourbons. That's that's my drink of choice. A higher proof bourbon. Um, speaking of that, I'm picking up a, a bottle of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof today. Can't tell you how, how excited I am about that. I'm gonna drink it tonight. Um, so to me this is not what I gravitate towards but for a scotch it's freaking awesome especially if you're looking to go into a gateway route if you're looking to enter into scotch this is one of the scotches you want to you want to go with um I also reviewed Monkey Shoulder uh one of my first reviews was Monkey Shoulder they actually posted me on their Instagram they hit me up and asked me to use my uh, Christmas picture on their Instagram so I am featured on the Monkey Shoulder Instagram if you go onto their to their Instagram, you'll find me. And the way you can tell is because not only am I holding a bottle in front of the Christmas tree, but you can see my fat toe thumbs. <laughs> my toe thumbs are unmistakable. If you see some toe thumbs, most likely it's me. But it's such... Uh, Johnny Walker Black and Monkey Shoulder are such great entry-level scotches because A, they're blends, so you're getting a little bit of everything, and B... They just they're they're lower in alcohol volume. They're they're very pleasant. Um, with Monkey Shoulder, I get a a bit more. Uh, I don't get as much smokiness as I do with the Johnny Walker Black, but I get a lot of what that butterscotch, vanilla-y, uh taste to it. This I get that I also get that butterscotch vanilla. But what makes it different is that underlying smoky peatiness that you would expect from an Isle Scotch. Let's take another sip. I know last week I said I was going to take a picture of my setup, but I'm legit going to take a picture of my setup because I've got my camera leaning against my Glencairn uh, glass box, and it's sitting on top of Tim Tebow through my eyes, the not the book, 
which is sitting on top of Kingdom Come in its graphic novel form, which is one of the best comic arcs uh, arcs of all time by uh, Mark Wade, illustrated by Alex Ross, which once I hang my painting up of my original Alex Ross painting that I got from my dad, I'm going to take a picture of it because for all you comic nerds out there, it's the best. Kingdom Come is sitting on another whiskey box, a whiskey glass box of mine, and then that is sitting on top of a Middleton Rare 2017 empty box. I just got the box. I didn't get the whiskey. I got the box because the box is awesome, which is sitting on about, I can't see it because it's underneath the table, three or four other big fat books, which is sitting on top of a coffee table, and my phone is on the top of all that recording this. So if you're watching the video uh, podcast, just know that I went through a lot of trouble to get this shit on YouTube. So the least you can do is throw me a like. I'm going to take another sip because I forgot uh, what I was thinking about when I was rambling on about my camera angles. Yeah, so there's nothing There's nothing very... Um, nothing jumps out at you right from the start. But there's enough flavor in there to make it very unique. Uh, it's it's such it's it's so good. I mean, if you haven't picked up a bottle of Johnny Walker Black yet, you definitely should. I like to start the night if I'm gonna be drinking scotches. I start with Johnny Walker Black to get that initial kind of like a little bit of everything, and then I'll jump into Space Side or or the uh, Isle Scotches or the Highland Scotches. I'll, I'll jump into the single malts that. Uh, really give you each individual um each individual flavor note so yeah this is a great whiskey man this is awesome i love this whiskey or this scotch i should say this scotch whiskey um if i were to give it a rating everything included the bottle classic uh it's got a light color which i'm not a fan of but uh it's good it's a good color and what else do we got here Nose was very pleasant but light. Taste, very pleasant but light. It's a great entry-level um, uh, blended scotch. I like the taste a bit better than Monkey Shoulder, but Monkey Shoulder is a bit less inexpensive. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be paying a few extra bucks for something that you think tastes better, then I think it deserves a, high, a higher score. I gave Monkey Shoulder a 7.9. I've gone... In, in uh, podcasts since then saying it might have been too high of a score. Maybe, maybe not, but I stick by my word. Monkey Shoulder uh, is a 7.9. But Johnny Walker Black, the whiskey we're drinking today, I'm giving an 8.0. So if you're looking for a entry-level blended scotch, this is the way to go. And you should definitely pick up a bottle. So uh, I will be reviewing some more Johnny Walkers as the days go on. I have not a full bottle of blue, but I have blue um, that I can take a little dram of. Um, I've got some double black. I've got some gold. Um, and I think I got the 18 here. So there's a lot of different Johnny Walker blacks for every type of palette. So there's really no way you can go wrong with Johnny Walker black, or with Johnny Walker in general. But Johnny Walker black, is probably one of, if not my favorite, Johnny Walker varieties. So anyways, uh, it's time to end this thing. So I appreciate you guys uh, tuning into the podcast. Um, 
as always, follow me on Instagram at who gives a dram. Shoot me a message. You know, let me know what you think about the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Throw me a rating. That really does help. And leave a review. Um, anything you guys do really helps the podcast out. So um, just give me your feedback. I want to know what you all think. Um, I know there's a lot of new listeners now. So just let me know what you think. Um, I'm always looking for recommendations. I'm always looking for anything that can help me out as a podcaster. But um, as always, I'm letting my brother Nick Bossy play me out, um, who I might be meeting with soon. I might be meeting with soon to uh, get on the podcast, maybe. So look out for that episode. Um, but he's going to play me out Pretty New Diamond. Uh, you can find that single on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere else you listen to, uh, you listen to music. I don't know. Um, but thank you guys so much. I appreciate the support. I appreciate everything you guys do for me. Uh, I love producing this podcast for you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. I will catch you next week. Take care. Up in New England, that girl sure loved me We got together and brought things to life So I did buy her a pretty new diamond And asked that sweet woman if she'd be my wife Kind of feeling love songs are made of with that sweet woman spend the rest of my life before she came along I was hurting but at the end of my tunnel I saw no light I'll just sit here and get drunk tonight Vows they meant nothing And she ran to a stranger And with Johnny Walker I'm passing my time I asked the Lord What should I do But I'm too drunk to hear him tonight Sit with my bottle while Hank Sr. singing I'm so lonesome I could cry Back that pretty new diamond broke my heart a second time. But I got the last laugh when I pawned off her ring, cause I bought me a dime bag and a case of course line. I asked the Lord, what should I do? But I'm too drunk to hear him tonight. 
So sit with my bottle while Hank Sr. singing I'm so lonesome I could cry So sit with my bottle while Hank Sr. singing I'm so lonesome I could